0: Coming up on this episode of Belief Hole.
1: For him, it was confirmed. He believes that this was a crawler humanoid, pale, nearly emaciated, long limbs, black eyes. Yeah, the crawler stuff, my gut reaction when I first started hearing about this stuff is just like creepypasta. Remember we did a story once where there was a boy that saw it in the basement? Well that's the thing. The more reports we personally received, I started to think maybe there's something to this. Why is it called a crawler if it's running? Well, it's on
0: all fours, so oh, well, that's it. A- Otherwise it'd just be some weird guy. Naked. That's like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean that's like straight out of a nightmare. Straight out of a nightmare. Straight out of a nightmare.
1: <laughs> it's fascinating because like you could do that if you were getting evicted you had nowhere to go you just say you left and then hide in the walls you know and then there you are That sounds like the logical next step <laughs> i'm sure there are people that are just insane that do that kind of stuff it's a very extreme thing to do
0: very extreme. live in someone's home without their knowledge first of all it's highly illegal is it yeah and second of all if someone caught you in there you're dead like if they have a gun it's true a lot of people shoot you to death highly illegal highly illegal, highly illegal. Highly illegal. Highly illegal. very bizarre
1: Bizarre. Reminds me of that very sad story at Skinwalker Ranch where the dogs go off to chase that floating blue orb mm. and then the rancher goes out to find them and they're basically melted pools of black oil or what something. What a bunch of alien decoids. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in self-defense.
0: It'd be funny if there is a breed of alien
1: called decoids. <laughs> there will be. <laughs>
0: in this vast universe, I'm sure it's there somewhere. Alien decoids. Alien decoids. My mother said that he had come across duendes, which are elves. Oh, yeah. The duende are like the south of the border, uh, little people elf type situation. I love the stories
1: down there because they do seem to be more intense in the way that like the supernatural beings or entities, this world's more available to them. There's more energy. Well, supernatural beliefs that are more widely had in that society, it creates almost this saturation of the ether with this belief that maybe entities can use to manifest they also have the most intense ufo experiences i feel like there's everything's like, down there man chupacabra i'm sure there's dogmen running around down there too oh yeah conspiracy
0: synchronicity
1: sasquatch homunculus alien races satanism in hollywood mk
0: Tartaria. There's like a whole, I've been watching this one guy that- Close the door, Ed. Jury, close your door! What's the, uh... Inner, Earth, Disagreements Ghost Dad!
1: <laughs> I like that movie Dogman Bohemian Grove Cory Feldman Magicians are demons Specters and spirits. Spirits. spirits Strange disappearances Sky whale phenomena yes! Alternative history Shadow people Shh, quiet, I'm trying to say words with my mouth It's getting
0: dicey out there Poltergeists oh, That's cool Anunnaki What is the moon? <laughs> Elf Towers I would never talk about it. that's old Y2K Cover-ups Apocalyptic
1: Catastrophe Vampire. 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 vampire well hello hello welcome to the whole it's gonna be a good one today it's a special day because today is a listener stories day finally got real legit weird creepy
0: and some tense stories back into the paranormal from the controversial mm-hmm. secret societies did a quick conspiracy break yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We do have some good stories today, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah I'm excited, man. Um, this is just a handful, smattering. It's a smattering. It's a taster. When we first started the show, I was I couldn't wait for the day where we had like a pool of really interesting, unique, original, true listener stories to tell on the show. Just you know, stretching from the bizarre to the uh, the synchronistic, you know, to the otherworldly. Mm-hmm. To finding shoes of a reptilian lizard person in your closet. All kinds of stories. (laughs) I don't remember that one. Sorry, my brain's kind of gushy. Uh, (laughs) But we have so many. And so we selected a handful, hoping that we can get through all these today. And we'll we'll continue doing these. Hope our listeners like them. Yeah, it's uh,
0: becoming kind of a regular thing.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love these episodes. It's almost hard at this point to just whittle down because there's so many good ones that are given to us. But today's going to be pretty righteous. We got crazy humanoid encounters. (laughs) We've got alien abduction. And we've got your classic haunted experiences with little twists in there, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, and some were kind of heavy. So. Yeah. Some of the, one other thing I really appreciate about our listeners is, some of our listeners definitely seem to trust us with some, I don't know, stories that seem fairly like... Uh, personal? Personal, emotional.
0: Right. And, you know... It's like they, it feels good for them to get it off their chest. Yeah. Sort of thing. I hope that we're providing that that service. You know? we are open minded here that's true and we we believe what people say
1: right and we hope that the, the some telling some of the more emotional stories can be cathartic and that we we do it good we know we do good service we yeah good service we do good
0: service we or, do good service. Or, <laughs> we, uh,
1: we do it with respect and you know and uh we appreciate you guys and we're pretty and, good and, <laughs> we're pretty good right guys we're, we're good people yeah, <laughs> yeah. anyways thanks to everyone who's written stuff in yeah it's you know i think there are people we talked about this before but i think there are people who are don't have the good fortune of having anyone in their life that right. is open-minded to this kind of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. hard to talk to people that are close to
0: you sometimes. And the weirder the story is, sometimes the harder it is for regular people to believe it. Oh, for sure. We believe it here. Keep sending them in. Mm-hmm. If you got something to share, I had send something it on in.
1: I can tell you about my paranormal story that I had today. This happened this in morning. between yesterday from the, when I saw Yesterday you. morning. Yesterday morning. Okay. This happened. Oh, is this the socks? Yeah, so I... You don't need to stomp on my story every time I'm about to tell a story. Spoil it. Well, now we know. I the, gave it a title. the active object in the, the okay. socks. <laughs> what a compelling title! <laughs> this is the story of the socks. Of the socks. Of the socks. So I was. The socks. I, I grabbed socks from the clean sock drawer, right, as opposed to the dirty sock drawer. Uh, you know, did, they were clean socks. I took them upstairs, and she uh, got my shower all all done and everything, which was fantastic. And then I got out and picked up my sock and I was like, this is kind of, crusty. it's hard, oddly hard. And then I look and it's, it's discolored. It's red colored and it's hard and, and crunchy. And I, after taking it on and feeling the crunch in the sole of my foot, I pull it off and I smell it. It, it is not a clean sock. Was it, was it blood? It was a dirty, bloody, It smelled like. Bloody? Bloody, like someone, I don't know what foot it came from but it was a dirty, bloody sock. I checked the other sock, too, and also dirty, bloody. That's not paranormal. No. No, it was more just a warning for people that not every sock you pull out of the clean sock drawer is going to be a clean sock. That was really lackluster. That's just more gross and odd. (laughs) It
0: was horrified me in the moment. Yeah, so you don't know how I got there?
1: He left out some details. He was at mom and dad's house, house house-sitting, because they're out of town. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? Dad maybe rolled up a dirty sock. I was like, oh, these are clean.
0: They're on the floor. How much blood was there?
1: Uh, it was the whole sock. I mean the whole front half <laughs> this of the sock.
0: It's the worst story. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it
1: was more just an anecdote. I was trying to make it more of like a, you know, a fail. I didn't mean to say turn I guess oh, so it was a scary story that happened to me. Do we ever tell our doppelganger story? Nah, let's, let's save it. Okay. I don't need another dumb story? We don't story. need another. No, uh, this one is excellent, but we will save it. I'm just I yeah. surprised we haven't told it, but we will Can tell we it later. Can we just trade it for that sock story? <laughs> just swap it out. <laughs> yeah, I thought good. it was a good lesson though, you know, like no. not everything you, in life that you think, think is clean. Just stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Jeremy's stories might not be great, but these from our listeners are pretty Pretty excellent stories, and the ones we carved out today are designed to intrigue, titillate, and horrify. I didn't want to say titillate. I'm glad you did. <laughs> it's an underutilized word. Yeah. Okay. Cue scary sound. Whoa! Was there a monster growl in, in the a- thunder? Yes. Only you, John. I know. This my, is what sound
0: designers do. I,
1: I thought the glass windows had blown out of my cabin. That's what I thought. That what was another that one. Sound. Yeah. Do another one. Ooh, (gasps) they're outside. Yeah. All right, I'm in the mood now. All right, yeah, I am too. That helped. So what's our first story, Chris? Our first story comes from Jennifer Golden. And this is a story, Jeremy, that I think you were excited to, specifically for some reason, got really weirdly excited about. It kind of made me nervous. This is Humanoid Hitchhiker. Okay, now you named it Humanoid Hitchhiker, but I'm not sure why Hitchhiker. No, no one's driving a car, but it is along a roadside. Okay. So. This is a crawler story. I like alliterations. Oh yeah, this one's creepy. I found your podcast and have been binging it at work for the last few days. And I have a story for you. Actually, it's my husband Anthony's story. This took place probably 10 years ago in Livingston, Montana, about half an hour from where we live now. It was a summer night and he'd just gotten off his shift at a local Dairy Queen. He was walking home when it happened. It was getting late probably approaching 10 or 11, when he was passing by a park and some surrounding fields. Suddenly, he saw something moving from the corner of his eye. He didn't want to look, but of course he did. A gangly, pale thing was running on all fours, coming up fast next to him. What the f- its body was gnarled and twisted to seem upside down, but with its head twisted upright. Anthony started bolting down the street, and this thing kept up with him the whole time, but never looked towards the road. It kept its head unnaturally turned towards Anthony with black eyes and a wide grin as it kept effortlessly parallel, still on all fours with Anthony, no matter how fast he ran. He ended up coming upon the neighborhood where he lived and eventually the thing ran off. I actually was scrolling around Reddit a couple of weeks ago. I think it was actually on the crawler encounters on subreddit. I'm absolutely fascinated by the supernatural cryptids, and I read the stories just to terrify myself. Anthony always called this thing a demon, but as I scrolled through that sub, Anthony was seeing depictions of what people saw, and he said,
0: That's exactly what I saw.
1: I kept scrolling, but for him, it was confirmed. He believes that this was a crawler. Humanoid, pale, nearly emaciated, long limbs, black eyes. Yeah, the crawler stuff, my gut reaction when i first started hearing about this stuff is just like creepypasta especially with Um, a name like that crawler it's like joss wedden came up with the name remember we did a story once where like there was a boy that saw it in the basement right well that's the thing The, the more reports we personally received i started to think maybe there's something to this was that a personal story that we got or was that something from reddit if it is it's because we related it to another story we had gotten on that listener stories episode before oh right okay why is
0: it called a crawler if it's running well, it's on all fours. Oh, well, that's a- Otherwise, it just be some weird guy. <laughs> naked. So it's supposed to be something like a humanoid shape, I guess? Yeah,
1: here, I'll show you Show you a picture, John. We'll have in the show notes here.
0: That's like a nightmare. Yeah. Like smiling at you mm-hmm. with its head turned to you and keeping up exactly at your pace. Yeah, a
1: little no,
0: I mean, that's like straight out of a nightmare. Right. One of the reasons why initially, you know, these crawler,
1: um, I want to pick a different name for him, but, uh, well, the funny thing is they're very similar to the description of what uh, people refer to as the rake that's another one that's kind of cryptid that yeah. supposedly there's a rake caught on camera i guess it's unfair of me to think just because it's something that's sort of a newer paranormal or cryptid type experience for people that it must be absolutely necessarily fiction right so this is a rake captured on night vision camera
0: <laughs> well this in the show notes. i know this looks a yeah, little i mean like it a looks like video. real i guess I don't know anything about, like, Photoshop. This but, is the thing is, I mean, these things are so hard to, you know, yeah.
1: photos, supposed photos of these kinds of things are, like, it could be a guy. Dude,
0: I mean, that could be Emaciated. A, I mean, that, uh, no, I think that that's, if if that's a real picture, mm-hmm. then that's creepy as shit. And that's probably. If it's real, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing is there's no way. I mean, that seems like it could be pretty easily created. Right. right. It reminds you of that Aphex twin video. Yeah. Rubber Johnny. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll have that in the show notes, guys. But yeah, essentially the crawler. I'm not sure the differences between the rake and the crawler, but they're both essentially kind of these emaciated, pale, gangly, humanoid creatures that are found hairless, often seen on roadsides, or, yeah, like the one story the kid found in the basement, like heard the banging, and it was just like mm-hmm. running from side to side in the, Dude, in the
0: basement. Was too. It's pretty creepy. Maybe they're interdimensional.
1: Yeah, that's a possibility. Like, what could these things be if yeah. people are really seeing these things? And, you know, I Jennifer definitely seems like a genuine person. I have to take a word of that Anthony's. you know, I mean, it sounds like... He's a guy that's not into the paranormal. He's not someone right. who. Gets it sounds into like stuff. he's
0: had. As we finish the rest of the story, that he's had a lot of other experiences, right? Too. And she
1: kind of has a, a sort of um, theory on maybe why he's had them, yeah. and she hasn't.
0: It is a very bold story. You exactly. know, I mean, as we just say, we believe everybody. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, like that's. Pretty. That's more intense than like seeing a saucer or something oh, yeah, like a yeah. UFO. Like that's.
1: Well, and it's new. Again, it's that newness. I think that also makes it more skeptical when you hear stories like that.
0: Yeah, it was an interesting detail
1: too. That it's like it was running alongside the road next to him. It reminded me of like a stray dog. Would like, run up to you while you're jogging, and then yeah, just hey, kind of keeps up with you for a little bit, yeah. and then you know, it twists its head up unnaturally with to look at you. wide grin, yeah, and black eyes. <laughs> Hi, yeah, how are you? Didn't he say like he never looked at the
0: road? He just looked at just stared at him the whole time. That's the creepy part, yeah. That's that's weird, yeah. So, how old was he? Did it say he was a teenager? Oh, okay. So, this happened when it was he was kind of
1: like I worked at Dairy Queen in high school, and it was in cool story, living <laughs> in Montana. And I tried to find other uh crawler accounts in the area, and I found one other one in Montana. Uh, it was very similar. It was basically someone with this kind of creature described, and I think it was under a Skinwalker subreddit. That's what they were suggesting it might right. be. But it was running alongside uh, their car. Oh, really? In Montana? It ran the opposite direction on its hands and feet, but a pale white humanoid creature. It was an interesting story. I'll put it in the show notes, but it got a lot of people criticizing it for being Could be written be- just because the way it was written. Oh, yeah. Very narrative form. I don't know. Anyways. Well, I'll link a couple of stories in the show notes. I found another one from Utah of a security guard that was really interesting of a crawler. So Ah, that name. A crawler. Makes I, yeah, me I know. nauseous. <laughs> nauseous. Not nauseous. It just it sounds it's, so fictional yeah. that it's hard to take yeah. it seriously. Yeah. Well, we'll just say What would you uh,
0: name it, Mr. Chris? I would name it a skilly gag. <laughs> and I would say it comes from Norwegian folklore. <laughs> See, what? Skilly gag sounds dumb though. This is ah, it sounds scary. cool, a man. Skilly
1: gag. It's like a snallygaster. Yeah, it does sound like kind of like a gangly, pale man creature that come out of the woods and like skittle around, like, yeah. like side to side between Skittles, the trees. He's a skittlegag.
0: skittle gag. I'm a skittle gag. Yeah, not scary. Just weird. Anyway, let's continue. I'm trying to think of a name for it. I want to have one. <laughs> I Steckler. Go. Oh, that's good. Ste- Skel- Skelker. Skelker,
1: that's good. Is that a real name? But that's also verging on sort of the creepypasta sound like a Skelker, a, s- a creeper. Skalker uh, might be one. Skalker, so I feel like one. I've heard that. yeah. think yeah. you slap an ER on something. It's... How about a crabite? Uh, that is great. <laughs> crabite <'Cause laughs> has <laughs> nothing to do with crabs. Yeah, that's it's, it's just kind of on <laughs> all fours. Scuttling, scuttling, yeah.
0: A crabite walker. <laughs> okay, let's
1: continue. Oh yeah, my one thought about the quote crawler idea is that a lot of these take place near or in the same kind of uh, forestatal region of like a uh, uh, a four-statal <laughs> region. Is that a new <laughs> province? Yeah. I was thinking of like the Cryptid Four Corners, which is the the four corners of the uh, Navajo Nation. Right. Utah. Um, I feel there are states involved because I'm bad with geography. Arizona. Out west. But so my thought was like a lot of the reports around that area, we actually have some in, around here, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, but the idea that like the, these could be skinwalkers.
0: Right? Yeah. I've heard that. In transition or in some form.
1: Because one of the common features is running up alongside at unnatural speeds along cars. And those things
0: are shapeshifters, right?
1: Exactly. Right. So they're, they're therianthropes. Means they I don't want to talk for, about anymore. They give me bad news. Yeah, they're, they're creepy. But that was just kind of a theory I wanted to toss out there. Yeah, well, that's a good quick point to make. The, if there's legitimacy to these sort of encounters, that would be a good candidate for possible explanation because there is history behind that, you know, the skinwalker. Right. right, So let's get to the rest of uh, Anthony's story here. Let's do it. Anthony and Jennifer's story. Anthony has told me there was a house he lived in in Utah, Salt Lake area, where weird things happen just constantly. The typical knocks, cabinet doors opening and closing, and electric weirdness. He and his siblings would see humanoid shadows dancing on the walls when they laid in their beds at night. Their youngest brother used to see an old man. There was even a time where something growled to Anthony.
0: Yuck,
1: no thanks. In Montana, near where we live, there's a place called Highlight Reservoir, nestled in a mountain range. People go camping there often, and there's lots of back roads and trails that branch off into the mountains. Maybe about four years ago, Anthony and a couple of his friends went camping and fishing for one night. They were chatting, cracking open a few beers, when a boy appeared, maybe around eight to 10 years old. He was pale, wet, and looked bloodied up. He was silently staring at them, from maybe a hundred feet away, they yelled out, hey, "Hey, are you okay? What are you doing?" And the boy turned into the woods and walked off. Anthony has told me he felt like he knew it was a ghost and didn't even want to bother with it, and just hoped he didn't see it again. I tried to look up articles of deaths at highlight, and I couldn't really come up with much. I completely believe Anthony. He doesn't talk about this stuff much but I don't know why it's happening to him and not me. Maybe when you grow up in houses dealing with that, you become sensitive to future paranormal circumstances. I'll hit you guys up if he tells me anything more. Thanks, Jen.
0: Thank you, Jen. And thank you, Anthony. I'm glad you survived the crawler. It sounds like he has some sort of a tractor magnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do believe... magnet. I do believe people yeah, genuinely have... It does have seem like people are drawn to stuff. Beacons
1: lighthouses of the beyond it seems like there are definitely people that are more sensitive that have that drawing to them yeah
0: definitely some creepy ones too it sounds like he's had a slew of very creepy yeah bizarre the
1: crawler not necessarily being like a you know a spiritual entity by any means possibly some kind of interdimensional thing that maybe that would be attracted to him as well but
0: uh, who knows shadow people dancing on your wall when you're growing up yeah pretty creepy
1: yeah for sure we're entertaining <laughs> Depending what kind of dance they're, yeah, they were, yeah, if they sure were. twerking. <laughs> right? Why? A... Oh okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for those experiences. Thank you for sharing. Uh, definitely interesting. Yeah. A great way to start off the episode, I
0: think. A good way to enter into the unknown.
1: Well, I don't know if it needed a gunshot effect. A, it's supposed to be his lightning sound, I think. Oh. Okay. All right. So next we have a story from Jorge and Krishana Aaron. From Gainesville, Florida. This story we call They Come at Night.
0: My wife's dad lives in West Virginia and we often visit him. One time a few days before the visit, instead of staying at a hotel, he suggested we stay at a house he was flipping. We agreed and drove there and he cooked us dinner. As the sun was setting he collected his things and bid us good night. Now at that time he was involved in local music and concert promotion and he had two very expensive music boards in the house. When we got there, a friend of his had been there checking on one of the boards. He left shortly after we arrived. This is an important detail for what follows later. We took a shower and got ready for bed. There wasn't a TV and we were pretty tired. My wife was in the bathroom blow drying her hair and I walked to the kitchen because I felt somebody was looking through the kitchen window. This feeling was so strong but I even started talking to it. I felt it was my father-in-law's friend from earlier. I thought maybe he forgot something. I'm coming, I said, and walked to the kitchen, but there was nobody at that window. Then I thought he had walked to the front door, so I hurried there, and again I said, I'm coming. But when I opened the door, there was nobody there. Weird, I thought. So I walked back to the bathroom to tell my wife, and she turned and looked at me with a curious look. She asked where I came from. I told her the kitchen. Then she said that I had just gone by the bathroom towards the bedroom. Impossible, because I was in the kitchen. So I ran into the bedroom and there was nobody there. I checked under the bed, the closets, nothing. She swore that she had seen a man walk towards the bathroom out of the corner of her eye. So now we're in the bedroom and I told her what I felt, the feeling I had continued to grow. It was a big feeling of dread, an imminent dread that something bad was going to happen. Now the room we were in had been painted green, and the lamp's light was very weak. So I brought in two more lamps from the living room and plugged them in. The lights would dim slowly to the point that the room was dark. This didn't help alleviate the feeling I had. I turned to my wife and asked her, Does your father have any enemies? She looked puzzled but replied, Probably. He has been involved with local businesses all his life, so maybe there could be. Why? she asked. Because I have a very strong feeling something is waiting for us to go to sleep, and then they're going to come and get us. These were the words I utter in growing fear. She admitted she was a bit freaked out and asked me again about the person she had seen walking past her. We agreed we would go to her grandmother's house for the night. Her dad was staying there, and I asked her to please don't tell him what I felt. I was afraid he would think me a coward. We got dressed and left. On the way out, I turned on every light and had to turn them off as I walked out. We drove to her grandmother's house and surprised her dad. He was strumming his guitar and watching an old TV western. I immediately blurted out exactly why we left the house. My wife gave me this look. The cat was out of the bag. His daughter had married a gutless twit. (laughs) But he sat back and pondered it for a bit. Then he asked my wife if that was true, and she agreed and retold the night's events. Then he suddenly blurted out, well, me too. When the sun goes down, I gotta get the hell out of that place. He went on to tell us he had felt the same feeling and that the people that were helping him flip the house also left when the sun went down and that they felt uneasy in that house. So my wife confronted him and he said he thought it was only him and the coworkers. We stayed at her grandmother's house for the rest of the trip. Eventually, he had to get the local priest to bless the house. He claims that worked, but we dare not set foot in the house again to check if it did. Jorge and Crisana Aaron. That's a great story. Man, really creepy. Yeah. It reminds me of the movie 1408. I don't know. Oh, what great movie. John Huzak. Yeah. And how there's just like... He sees people like yeah. it's just like these just, just
1: moments just fragments passing by
0: remember when he, when he looks out the window and he sees like Ugh. him on the other side Gross. and yeah. then he sees the reflection back and there's that person with like a bat in his room that's great Ugh. Yeah. yeah that's terrifying though i mean to to know that someone else was walking in the mm-hmm. house it's so casual yeah, like I, you're not a coward, dude. I, I think most people in their right mind would leave. Like, yeah, it's dumb to stay in a house that someone could possibly be in. Yeah, a gutless twit, sir, you are not. I think it was ghosts. I right. mean, I think that's well, yeah, the idea. But you don't know in the moment. Exactly.
1: And I think that's one of the things I love about the story is that initially his first reaction is this is someone here, a, a living person that wants to hurt us. He's not, you know, it must be ghosts, you yeah. know. Um, and I, mean, I,
0: I don't know if I'd want to say there if it was ghosts either, but no, you have less chance of actually getting physically hurt right. by a ghost.
1: And of course, at the end, you know the turn where his father-in-law yeah. admits. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I felt weird in there. I would leave did, the yeah. fl- the flippers, and then the daughter was kind of pissed. Like, uh, why did you put us in there? He's no like, Well, shit. I wasn't sure. Yeah,
0: that's, you have <laughs> well, to... I just thought it happened to me and my other
1: people that I know. <laughs> you know, I first heard him describe the the man walking past mm-hmm. uh, that she had seen. Uh, it made me think of was it that movie? I can't remember the name, but. About the Frogger? Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. People that like live in the home without you knowing. And that, yeah, that idea like, is also uh, very
0: creepy. They're adventurous that, that literally sneak into people's homes and stay there without the people walls. knowing. Or like in a big guest room no or something. Yeah. That's terrifying. And so
1: then you're just out of There's a YouTube video, we'll link in the show notes, but it's you've seen that You've seen that one, John, where like this guy keeps having his food disappear in the middle of the night, weird things. And uh, then he puts up a security camera in his kitchen I think it's in his kitchen yeah and all of a sudden someone starts you see foot it's like a lady coming down from the ceiling and someone drops down into the room and then just starts like making cereal for herself and then pees in the sink and then like oh a light comes on in the hallway because the guy wakes up to go to the bathroom and she like rustles back up into the ceiling and closes
0: it into the ceiling got like a panel or a something. panel
1: or she lives in the attic or something
0: wow that is definitely creepy. what did he do after that he got famous on YouTube. <laughs> she just lives up there now. I, mean, did he, I wonder if he called the police or he just was like, "Hey, get out of here." I'd call the police. You never know if that person's yeah, insane. I would too.
1: It's fascinating because, like, you could do that if you were getting evicted. You had nowhere to go. You just say you left and then hide in the walls. You know, and then there you are. That sounds like the logical next step. Oh, I gotta I'm leave. Not, leave now, a,
0: I'm, not I'm not saying like it's a great idea for like you know. It almost seems like I mean in the Frogger movie, they almost wanted to be caught. Mm-hmm, you know and well, if I, you're if you're eating people's food you, they're gonna notice at some point
1: well i think that was part of the that's a that's a lot of twists in that movie it's not called frogger and that we kind of yeah. spoiled a little bit but we'll link in the show notes
0: i know we did kind of, and that's a really creepy movie yeah too. it was until you realize what's going on
1: yeah and that's the thing is like i'm sure there are people that actually do that kind of thing for the adventure the i'm
0: sure there are also people that
1: are just insane that do that kind of stuff because you hear stories about that it's a very extreme thing to do very extreme. Live in someone's home without their knowledge. We've snuck into That's places. Very,
0: very extreme. That's first of all, it's highly illegal. Yeah. Is it? And second of all, you you know, <laughs> if it? someone caught you in there, you're dead. Like if they have a gun. It's true. Mm-hmm. A lot of people shoot you to death. All right. Well, thank you guys for that submission. That was yeah, great. very creepy Excellent story. Very, very creepy story. Two really good ones
1: so far. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know. If there's ever any follow up on that, if you flip it, if they sell it, yeah. if there's any other stories, do the new owners move out quickly? Is there, you know, does
0: this? Yeah, continue? it would suck if you bought the home and then, oh, yeah, you know, the first night there, you, you know, it just continues. It's like this house is definitely haunted. Yeah. Ugh. Yucky. All right. Next one.
1: Yes. Okay. This one I really like the story. It's it's very intriguing and it ties into our first speak pipe. So I thought it'd be good to do now. So this comes from Jeremy, right? Yes. This is called Invaders in the Woods. What's up, guys? Just found your show about a week or two ago. Been listening to every episode since. Anyway, I have a story about a UFO, or something that I saw about 10 years ago. I live in Alabama, and used to live in the woods, with about three miles of just trees and side roads in one direction, and about a mile of trees in the other, before you finally hit civilization. Not extremely isolated, but enough that several weird things happened throughout my childhood there. One night, I heard my dog start barking at something, which wasn't exactly uncommon but what was weird was the sudden silence all at once with no follow-up single bark that they usually do as a final threat or something i got curious got out of bed it was around two in the morning at that time and walked out on my porch our porch was about five feet off the ground and i was about five feet tall i looked around called for my dogs and didn't hear anything so i thought i guess they hit the woods maybe chasing a rabbit who knows So I turned to walk back inside and saw a light in the woods. This light was about eye level with me and the source was just out of sight. It looked like a single car light on bright and was steadily blinking. About the speed as one of those cell towers. I even thought that's what it was, that maybe it was a cell tower that they had added that I'd never noticed. But that was stupid. This thing was just beyond the tree line and bright as hell. And it was at eye level, no towers that short a mere 10 feet or so off the ground. Here's the weird part, and the part that most people quit listening. I remember noticing my dog sitting just beyond the tree line, or maybe lying down, I can't be sure. And I remember hearing something walk. I don't know what it was or how many there was, but I heard footsteps that sounded human walking through the leaves. And I remember seeing something. I know I saw something, but I can't remember. What I do remember is realizing what I was seeing and going back to bed. I knew I was seeing a ship or something abnormal, and I just went to bed, ignoring it instead of waking someone up. Why would I do that? I woke up the next morning confused as hell. Why didn't I wake up my parents? I even questioned if I had dreamed it or not. The part that is fucked up. My feet were muddy as hell, like I had been walking outside, but I hadn't left the porch. And one of my dogs was missing and we haven't seen her since. Finally, I told my family, and I don't think they believe me. I was around 16 or 17 then. Now I'm 27 and I still remember it like it was yesterday. Well, what I can remember. But since that night, I've had nightmares about things I don't like to think about and a scar on my side that I don't remember getting. I have keloids, so my scars are huge if they go deep. Deep enough for stitches. So the fact I got a new scar around that time that I don't remember getting always bothered me. So yeah, just wanted to share that story with y'all. Crazy. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy, for sharing that. That's uh, that's always a scary thing when you have a memory of something that you don't know exactly know how that moment ended.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Well, the whole idea of seeing a craft in your woods and then just going to bed. Yeah. Is it, I can almost yeah. I can feel that feeling. Well, that's funny way. that you say that, John, and I hope this isn't
1: true, but we have a speak pipe coming up about an alien abduction where they reference a story you had told, but that that's so typical, that sort of unexplained actions that you're taking yourself, mm-hmm. like the going to sleep, Not. it's almost as if someone's in control of your body. Right. That is super typical in abduction experiences. What's so weird is, uh, I don't know what movies keep popping up for references in this episode, but uh, Dark Skies, uh, same kind of idea, like it's, you know, you exactly sure what's going on, but it, obviously it involves UFOs, aliens. But um, that missing time and someone taking control of your body in your home, right? And waking up in places you don't remember how you got there. You don't remember what you lose time. Yeah, you know that it's just interesting that that's like you know sometimes in fiction we see things that are, actually have parallels in reality with some of these experiences. And right. Yeah, who knows what happened to Jeremy? I, it sounds like he's not sure. Well, but I know, John. <laughs> John has for I mean, sure. he,
0: if he saw a ship. He says he th- saw a light. That, I thought he said he saw a craft. I think he said like a craft,
1: but he couldn't be sure. But I do remember is realizing what I was seeing and going back to bed, I know I was seeing a ship or something.
0: Yeah, a ship S- or something. Something
1: abnormal. Okay, yeah, so not exactly sure, but what obviously... A ship in your woods is <laughs> pretty abnormal. Yeah, but even if you're unsure, you're not sure, maybe it's a ship, you don't just go, oh, well, go yeah, to bed. exactly.
0: Yeah. And his dogs were out there and then the And then dog... the
1: ones missing never returns. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. That
0: is terif- terribly sad. I'm sorry for your loss that sucks yeah and
1: there's something eerie about that scene where he says when it started to get weird was when he noticed the dogs were just inside the tree line lying down or sitting there for some reason that seems weird to me in my
0: head the whole vision of it it just seems like straight out of a movie very bizarre reminds me of
1: that very sad story at skinwalker ranch where the dogs go off to chase that uh floating blue orb Mm. in down at the woods the end of the field or something and then uh when it gets fried yeah they never come back and then the the rancher goes out to find him and yeah they're basically melted pools of black oil or what something what a bunch of alien decoids yeah well it could have been self defense
0: but... <laughs> it'd be funny there was a breed
1: of alien called decoids <laughs> there will be <laughs> in this vast universe I'm sure it's there somewhere alright thanks Jeremy thanks again for that story that was really well written yeah been really interesting and I hope you uh, haven't had any experiences like that yeah.
0: since we're gonna take a break and when we come back we are we going another abduction story they're both really good yeah I this mean one as far is... as compelling
1: right this one we'll hear in his own words what's his name Charles, for anonymity. Okay, this one we'll hear in in Charles's own words. Cool. See you in a sec. If you're lucky.
0: Hey, everybody. For this week's expansion episode, we have a really unique and creepy topic. It's called Kids Say the Darkest Things and Nightmares in Babysitting. We had a lot of fun on this one, so if you're interested in getting the expansion episodes, head over to BeliefHole.com and click the Patreon button. If you like the show, this is the best way to support us and keep the whole going. For every regular episode, we release an expansion episode over there, so if you need more BeliefHole, check that out. All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and here is this week's expansion preview.
1: Access granted. I have, uh, I've got more. I've had strange things kids say. John's already peeking at. Well, let me jump in. You've got some more creepy yeah. things? This one comes from Kate TX on Reddit. What's this called? The New Stepmom. I was watching my cousin's seven-year-old, and my cousin had just gotten remarried. She wanted to tell me stories of her own after we read a book, and all of them included her brutally murdering her new stepmom. Stabbing her, ripping her limbs off, and throwing her into a pit of hungry dogs were just a few of the things she did to her stepmom in these stories. I asked her to give me a story with a happy ending instead, and she said that the stories did have happy endings. <laughs> so okay, it was kind so of obviously of it's great it's macabre yeah, but it's that's kind a of child funny. dealing with right. you know changing not liking the home. her stepmom yeah it was kind of kind of sad kind of humorous though yeah and then macabre, tragic kind of right way. yeah uh, I'll do one more in that vein of kind of there's a little bit of humor in there mm-hmm. maybe not so much paranormal but just odd um this is called Robo boy and this is by glitter skulls I had accidentally broken his recorder by not catching it in time by the time it slid off the table. The boy I'm babysitting said,
0: Hey, don't break things. When you break things, you hurt feelings. You hurt my feelings. I thought we were friends. That was an accident. I am (laughs) (laughs) self-aware. The fact he
1: pointed out that he was self-aware made me laugh and feel creeped out at the same time. Since then, he has been staring at me every time I have to take care of him. I am self-aware. I am
0: self-aware. That's bizarre. That it's like a f- three thousand-year-old <laughs> demon coming in. For yeah, a second. I am self-aware. I am self-aware. <laughs> I mean, I get
1: the Robo Boy title because it is like I am self-aware. Yeah, you know? like awareness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: AI kind of thing. But, but it, it could also be like, how old was he? Is he I uh, hate when they don't say how old they're. I mean, if that's like a four-year-old, five-year-old saying that, so
1: self-aware is pretty.
0: I mean, that's like saying.
1: Yeah, it could be a term picked up from. Or if like, it's something possessing the kid or something, you know, in this crazy idea. But if you were to say you're like an adult in a kid's body or past life kind of thing, you'd say, I'm self aware. Like it's like saying, like, I don't think uh, you'd say that. I feel like if you're an artificial intelligence, then somehow you've infected a human. Okay, game. but that's obviously, he's not a Borg child. I think it sounds more like to me that there like, are Borgs among, among us. At John, this you're part. not even a sci fi fan. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what a Borg is. This is not sci fi. This, f- this is, is sci fact. Ser- what series is the Borg from, John? Oh, i think I'm just saying the robots. <laughs> I think he thinks we're talking about cyborgs. <laughs> I'm just saying robots. <laughs> well, robot. I, w- I want to know people. if you know, though. I'm curious if you, if you can no, ask that question. No, of course not. Star Trek, come on. Oh, I was going to have him guess. Star Trek? Guess which <laughs> <What about> soccer <laughs> athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it says it like we're nerds over here. Star Trek Not into gen. nerd shit. You're missing out. I am self-aware.
0: <laughs> I am self-aware.
1: There you go. Now, what if he had said it that way? That would be weird. Then it's not a laughing matter. All right, Chris, you got some more creepy ones Then here? they're taking over, taking over.
0: get on your back
1: that's weird (laughs) nope (laughs) that's not sound right right, guys we're back we're back and we're gonna tie back into that abduction story or maybe potential abduction experience with a pretty intense submission great uh, and we get to hear in his own words um, for anonymity we'll call him Charlie right yeah this was a great speak pipe that we got
0: yeah definitely and it alludes to my UFO kind of stories Mm -hmm.
1: right which I hope he's wrong about I hope
0: yeah well, whatever whatever that part of my life was, it doesn't happen anymore. So,
1: what if Jake is really just your alien handler and you it's don't know? Possible.
0: He's very protective. We yeah. made that. We made that <laughs> uh, argument
1: that uh, when John goes to bed, he Jake ends up, up on two legs and then just like cleans the house. And <laughs> what is cool it weird dishes? how Jake gets scared sometimes.
0: Mm. You say that's cool weird. I, I I said that I was gonna say crazy maybe. Oh, but brain. I think that's ghosties. More than Gusties aliens, yeah. more than yeah, floaty guys. Maybe they're all one and the same. Maybe who knows? When the night comes, it's always a different feeling. When the night comes. All right. Well, let's hear. Let's hear from Charles.
2: Hey guys. Uh, first, let me say I love your show. I just started listening to it about two months ago, and I have binge listened to the entire thing. I think I have four episodes left till I'm up to the present. So my story is um, on alien abduction. I've told myself over the years that it was just a bad nightmare. But something John mentioned in numerous different episodes about the blood coming from the ear triggered my memory of it. So this happened roughly around 1998. I lived in South Carolina in the city was at my mother's, and we had family over. And, you know, it was just a usual afternoon. We were catching up, having a good time. Evening rolls around, and uh, I remember thinking, you know, I'm just really tired. I think I'm going to call it early night. So I go to bed, and I just immediately fell asleep, which is kind of unusual, but it happens. And I remember... I started to wake up and come to. And I thought, well, great, it's gonna be another one of those nights, sleep for two hours and up for 12. But as I woke up, I immediately noticed something wasn't right. There was this blinding white light in this room. And I remember thinking to myself, what the hell is going on? And then the next thought that popped into my head is, I can't move. I was able to look down, and my hands and arms were on, I guess, an armrest of some sort, but there was they weren't strapped down. But I remember thinking, I'm paralyzed, I can't move. And the surface that I was on was hard, and I was upright in a sitting position, so I'm assuming it was some kind of maybe metal chair, metal table and i tried to look past the light because i knew th- there were people in there with me but i couldn't quite make them out now keep in mind i i um i'm a retired army i did two combat tours in afghanistan i've been shot at bombed blown up and guys i was not as terrified as I was that night is when I was in Afghanistan. I can't can't even begin to tell you the terror that I was feeling. I I kept telling myself, this is a dream, this is a dream. And I kept thinking, why the hell are I waking up? Why why isn't somebody hearing me scream? The next thing I know, there are two long metal rods coming at my head. And somehow I managed to just barely move my head. And when I did, I felt something metallic against my forehead. I couldn't move it anymore. And on the ends of these metal rods, there was like these, I don't, I guess spreaders or something, I'm not sure. And I remember feeling it press against my mouth and start to go into my mouth and expand open. And guys, at that point, I can, everything went black. I guess I passed out from fear, I don't know. So, I black out, and then I open my eyes again, and when I do, I'm back in my room. And it's daytime. Now... When I woke up, I remember feeling like I had been hit by a freight train multiple times. I had this headache I can't even begin to describe. I mean, I've had migraines before. And this, honestly, I I felt like my brain was compressed. My neck was sore, just everything hurt. I brushed it off as a really bad nightmare. But, guys, this is the part that made me go, what the fuck? At the time, I had a tongue ring. I had multiple piercings. It was 1998. We were all putting holes in our bodies that we weren't born with. When I woke up, or came to, as it was, I remember thinking, my mouth feels weird. And I felt my tongue. And my tongue ring wasn't in. My tongue ring was actually laid on the pillow beside me. I sleep on the right side of the bed, and it was on the pillow on the left side of the bed. My tongue was pierced with a one-inch barbell, eight-gauge. It wasn't a small tongue ring. It was a big one. And it was laying there. Now, at the time, I had had my tongue pierced for about five years. Never in my life had I taken a piercing out in my sleep. Then something else started to happen, and it still happens now to this day. Every two, three, four months, I wake up with a cut on my uh, right ear at the top. Um, on the inside, I'll wake up with the, um elongated cut and dried blood down my ear. And uh, when John had mentioned that, it kind of... It brought it back, and this is my first time ever telling the full story. You know, I told my fiance about me, you know, tongue ring being out, and she was like, what the hell? And I've always been an open-minded person, skeptical but open-minded. You know, I love the paranormal. I love the occult and alien, and alien abduction, all that stuff. You know, I want to believe it's real. There's enough folklore stories out there. Going around to make you think Hey, maybe there is something to this So I, I want to believe I'm a little bit skeptical But I keep an open mind I don't want to say I was abducted by aliens I have no way to prove that I have no way of Confirming it, it You know, it was just a bad nightmare And somehow I took my tongue ring out <laughs> And now I wake up with a cut on my ear Every few months I don't know I just, uh, uh, I thought I would share this with you and, you know, you got another one to add to the files. You guys have a good one.
1: Thank you, Charles, for sharing that. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yikes. Very intense. Yeah. Creepy. It definitely reminds me of a little bit of my experiences. Even the parts about like waking up and being really sore for no reason—I mm-hmm. remember that happening a lot in Austin. Yeah, so that's you had something with your ear, right? Well, I talked about the blood in the ear. Yeah, but I also have like an implant in my ear. <laughs> so You're like, sure? There's something in there that just appeared one day. It's not a fatty win. I don't know. It just appeared one day. It was the weird thing. I just didn't never had ever noticed it, and then it was just this long, skinny.
1: Oh, so you said. it's long, right? Yeah, it's long
0: and skinny, like a rod thing.
1: Yeah, that definitely sounds like an implant. Yeah.
0: I mean, if I was gonna, I don't even want to know any more about it. Yeah. I don't want to ever know any more about it. It's almost scarier to find out. As long as I don't, I'm not getting abducted anymore. If it ever did happen. Yeah. Which I have no idea. I just there's a lot of weird stuff. You're like cipher. Was it cipher in the Matrix? The guy who's like, just put me back to sleep. He's like, I just want to eat a steak. Uh, yeah, just give me a <laughs> steak. I know it's not real, but right. This is such a good experience. Bliss. Yeah, but who knows, man? I mean, what's weird about the whole abduction phenomenon is like, if it, you know, if it is real, like, what, what's the point of like putting people back? Well, because I, I think there would be. It's easy to say you're crazy. Yeah, but look that at didn't all the people that go missing. Yeah, but there is an—I est- just looked this up. At- you think the aliens would be worried about the FBI coming to and them Maybe they're them
1: studying them in their own habitat, so they don't want to take them out of the That's habitat. Well. Or I think it's also very likely, and this has been a thing in conspiracy circles for a long time, that there might be some sort of agreement with higher-ups in world government, where it's like, you can take so many, but you have to put them back. Because if the, you'd have to explain for that— you know, I've if you had heard... 600,000 people disappear one night, right. it'd be different than, you know, putting them back every other day. And, you know, because then you can say that guy's crazy. But if everybody disappears, right. then at least the government well, yeah, depends have on how many something.
0: people are actually being. Yeah. Know, from what
1: I just looked up, there was a 1992 poll. And there's probably a more recent one, but uh, it was um, a Bigelow poll, which is interesting. It said that about 2% of the world's population. So if you adapt that to the United States, about 600,000 people. Are claiming to be abducted at one time. And not at the same time, but at any given time? At any given time, there's about 600,000 acclaimed what? alleged abductees. 600,000 people? Yeah, if I'm reading this right. Me... In the world, though, that's not that many. Oh, that's a lot. I thought but... you said in the US. It says extrapolated in, in... to the larger US population. The US? This would equal 600,000 AAEs, uh, which is alien abduction oh, experiences. So basically, they have a small pocket of a group of people that have polled that yeah, have been abducted. So then they extrapolate that out to the wider population. I'm not sure how they did the poll. If, they, if it was a wide range of people, then compressed oh, can you it. you link, on, link on the show notes? Yeah, I'll link it in the show notes. This is researchgate.net.
0: Be interesting to hear from Charles if he had any sort of, like, before this stuff happened, that he saw anything, like I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any signs? Did he see a craft or anything before it happened? There's also the idea that
1: this is an aliens. There could be—I mean, I don't, I'm not going to speculate because who knows. Black but projects? It's one of those—you hear this a lot where sometimes, you know, if you happen to have been in the military— there are reports of people saying that that has been kind of been taken advantage of in uh, experimentation without experimentation technology. sort of setting. Well, we know that happens. Yeah, that, I think some stuff has come out that hopefully has not, been admitted that there's been testing. government never experiments on its. Own wasn't population. Agent Orange? Wasn't that even a thing that yeah. they that they'd tested mm-hmm. in Vietnam? Yes. Hearing a story like I don't think we've had a listener story that where we've heard someone so so shaken, mm-hmm. so authentically upset while recording the story. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, I can't imagine the invasive feeling, yeah. the penetration in your person, like t- t- when you wake up and something's been removed from your body. A violation like that? Yeah.
0: Or yeah, just, ugh, like the spreaders. The yeah, spreaders, yeah. yeah. yeah no. And
1: that he could, like he said, like what, maybe I had a nightmare, but then I wake up with the, my tongue ring removed from my mouth. And then, then every other month getting a bleeding from the ear. Mm-hmm. It does remind me of like the uh, missing form one and that kind of stuff where you'll find uh, items the person had uh, sitting on top of their clothes folded up either yeah. next to the body that we discovered, you know, much later or not at all articles are always removed like they're not they're they're in the way or they're not or there's so many ac- accounts of this but there was one famous one i of course can't think of the name but where the people were returned back into their station wagon but the mother-in-law was driving now instead of the daughter-in-law who was driving so they they put people back but put them in the wrong places mm-hmm. or they're put the clothes on the wrong people like there's, yeah, really a- there's sometimes weird. there's just like whoops you know yeah. which is kind of interesting
0: there's also another line of thinking within some of the experiencers that this is like a soul contract almost sort of thing like they agree to this before they even come into their bodies right
1: that gets into like the esoteric kind of stuff yeah it's definitely something
0: different but i think this even goes into the idea that uh some of these aliens are actually future humans oh yeah they've gone so far down a bad path as far as evolution goes and they their species is dying out and so they time travel and have somehow made a contractual agreement with someone so that they can study their and, and help replace yeah. whatever was lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously a pretty fantastical it's, it's fantastical
1: but i've thought for a long time that that makes total sense if you think about the you know if the, we get to a point we've talked about this you know joking around like you know people just watch netflix all day and you know stay inside their yeah. eyes will get bigger they'll get really scrawny right. and, yeah but no that time travel the future humans thing i think it's definitely a valid theory i mean I, I don't think there's a lot of things you can point to to say well some of the things you hear that just sound like uh just like fear added for no reason and not necessarily in this case but the psychological trauma that's done and the fear and that, especially with the paralysis stuff, right? Like the idea of feeding off that fear and there may be entities that are, you know, enjoying that fumes of the adrenochrome. Like there's always that side of it too, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, and not to scare Charles, our friend of the show, thank you for submitting this. You know, the nice, I mean, not the nice thing, but usually I haven't heard a lot of accounts where people had these kinds of experiences and then were taken forever. You know, like whatever it is, like you're probably fine, but I would recommend putting up some uh, security cameras in your room, Not if, a bad if idea. it happens more than once, uh, would definitely either deter or uh, get something on tape. Do you think it's
0: going to deter...
1: Well, if it doesn't, then you got it on tape. At least you have something you to know? prove they to yourself.
0: you know? If they can extract you from your bed without knowing in the middle of the night, there's no evidence left. Don't you think they could short circuit a camera?
1: Yeah, but there might be some evidence that at least you could prove to yourself. Like, well, it's short circuit. Yeah. <laughs> well, 3 here's
0: here's it goes back. I don't want to know anymore about it. Right, that's true. Like, are, I literally wouldn't want to know anymore about it.
1: Right. Well, and when it's serious trauma too, that's a good point. Like you, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to think about it. You're not. You're not necessarily want to prove like it. it's not like
0: affecting my day to day life. Now, if it was like you know, you're remembering stuff a lot mm-hmm. and you were like, you were trying to escape it more, you know, right. it was still happening. And like, it was very traumatic. Then that'd be a different story. But if it's not affecting you in any real way that you can measure, like I'd rather just not add to that trauma. Mm-hmm. That's maybe they just, sense.
1: in your case, maybe they just take you on board the ship
0: and we play soccer.
1: Yeah. And just give you like the best <laughs> night ever. And then they just erase your memory and
0: put you back into bed. Yeah. That'd be nice. But no, some I, alien lady thought I was cute. There one, you go. One, one
1: <laughs> two so two. You're married to an alien, and then you see her like once a month. That's where my know. three kids
0: are. Hey, splip That's true. You had that dream where? <laughs> no, I didn't have it. some. My friend had it. Oh, that's right. She Someone told me. I don't even talk to you. That you had
1: children that weren't your own we assumed yeah. it was because you were meeting with someone on board a ship and having yeah. alien babies exactly. happening.
0: <laughs> yeah hopefully charles your experience i hope that it is um I mean, it doesn't sound like it's happening a lot anymore as far as anything he, re- he said it jogged his memory of something that had happened in the past but right? said it
1: still happens every few months i think the, the blood the, the cut yeah. of the air. oh that's true
0: like that one real intense experience it doesn't sound like that's happening yeah. anymore hopefully it's done yeah um but thank you for sharing man yeah, yeah awesome absolutely story. i mean awesome for what it's worth but
1: yeah well told and uh thank you for the, the authentic uh presentation
0: yeah man for sure good luck with uh no more experiences absolutely yeah. our next story comes from alicia
1: this is a pretty
0: creepy story
1: this is called pay attention to me
0: i have a ghost story i would like to tell you i was very much a non-believer and i am still a skeptic to this day But something happened to me when I lived in a very small town a few years ago that makes me question reality. It all started when we had decided to relocate to Nelson, British Columbia. It's a small town and a large departure from the metropolis we were from. The boyfriend spent long periods out of town for work, so I was in charge of finding us a place to live. The landlord informed me that the house I chose was roughly a hundred years old. Sounds similar to where I live me john (laughs) i had not even considered the prospect of anything paranormal one night a couple of months after moving in my bf was out of town again i am a skeptic so i really didn't think much of spending time alone despite there being no street lamps outside and the house having a generally spooky vibe at night i was also in the company of three cats One night I was up late watching TV, playing around with the video function on my phone. I was taking videos of the cats, with no light besides from what came off the TV. I noticed some orbs, and I had not even previously known this term, but I googled it shortly after this experience. I was inclined to think of these white, perfectly formed floating spheres as dust particles. However, they did not fit that criteria, at least according to what I have seen before. They moved organically, as if swimming or flying. They were on the whole much larger than dust particles, and some even seemed to have shapes and faces inside. It creeped me out when they moved toward me, and in a way that seemed intentional. At first I was fascinated. I showed friends on their own phones. We even caught an orb glowing in a totally pitch-black room. The more photos and videos I took, however, the more orbs appeared. Uh Uh-oh, drawn them in. By this time, a few weeks had gone by, and one night, shortly after lying down to go to sleep, I felt a pressure on the bed. It was obvious, not a questionable thing, and I immediately felt for one of the cats, even though my mind had known that the pressure I had felt was much heavier than a cat. I felt no cat. I heard no cat. I was scared and immediately flipped on the bedside lamp. There were no cats in the bedroom. I calmed myself down as best I could and tried to forget about this incident. I also stopped taking photos and videos. Over the coming months, I felt uncomfortable and uneasy in the house. Then, one evening, I was positive that I felt a light shove to my back. I was adverse to any paranormal encounters. While I thought the orbs were neat and for the most part loved ghost stories, I did not want to live through one and the proof I had experienced was enough for me. I wanted to move out of the house. I continued to experience the pressure on the bed while I was in it a few more times. It honestly felt like a person was sitting on my bed. The final incident occurred on a night shortly before I moved. I had been cooking dinner. There was a hallway that connects to the dining room from the kitchen. When dinner was ready, I was carrying it from the kitchen to the dining room when suddenly, A crash of something falling off the counter made me stop. I turned around. There was of course nothing there except for a dish that had clattered to the floor, unbroken. Just as I was turning around, the glass light covering above my head, as well as the bulb inside, burst into shards above me. After this, I decided to move. I am glad to have experienced this because I now know the paranormal is real. And to me, that keeps the magic alive. But I do not want to go through anything like that again. Love the podcast. Discovered it recently from a recommendation <laughs> on Reddit, and have been binge listening ever since. Thank you for sharing. Oh well, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on the not wanting to experience it. Yeah. You know, it's it is fun to talk about this stuff, but when it is actually happening to you, it's, it's a different story. Pretty terrifying. Yeah. It's
1: weird because there's this allure and mystery when it comes to you know things paranormal for a lot of people anyway. Obviously, but yeah, it is like. You don't really want to have that. If Once you do have that experience, you're like, that's enough. I don't need to have...
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, especially if it's kind of like a, you know... I think like a near-death experience, like, a, you know how we talked in that episode? Right. Like if you were with the loved one that passed and you had this uplifting, yeah. that would be great. Like a shared near-death? Yeah. That would be great. I would consider that a paranormal experience, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess you could.
0: Yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm referring more to, right, like, the, the ghostly uh, things, yeah. especially when you're alone like that. Yeah. And I think... Some people kind of have ghostly experiences that are not super negative. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just kind of like happen. Right. This one sounds kind of mixed. It sounds like it was felt a little uninvited. Yeah.
1: And it seemed like, you know, initially she was curious, like she was getting these things. And I, you know, orbs always bore me, except when they have the, when you see this a lot and I think the genuine stuff, it seems almost as if there are faces within the orb. Yeah, here's some amazing photos. Here's an example.
0: Oh, that's creepy. It looks like one of those masks. Mm-hmm. I think it's, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like one like of a the drama cinema. mask? Yeah, the drama mask.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have it pretty, pretty close to me. It looks like a, like a small boy's face or something in this one. We'll have this in the show notes, but this is a form of spirit photography, getting orbs in photos. So that's really from an orb. Mm-hmm. That's the story behind this one. There's a, a really incredible one we'll put in the show notes, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll describe it. It's a house, and this guy had this amazing experience. Oh, yeah. Video footage, and then he took a snapshot of the house outside when he left. He was kind of exploring this abandoned place. It was pretty breathtaking you know, there's a lot of fake stuff out there. This looks genuine and there's a figure up top that's kind of glowing in yellow. There's all these different colors. And there's one down below, but one of them is this this orb that's kind of flying, just like, you know, sort of tadpole-like, which is, you see this a lot. And I think the genuine cases um, is- has like a trail. Right? It has a trail, but if you look at the orb itself, it has like a face in it. And oftentimes when they know the history of a place and someone's died, sometimes there's this creepy connection between the face that is in the orb that looks very similar- When he's passed away. Exactly. Yeah, we'll put some stuff in the show notes. it would be an interesting episode to do on spirit photography. Yeah, and I'm going to ask Alicia. I forgot to, but if she happens to still have any of these photos of the orbs, it'd be great to get and put in the show notes. That place you were talking about. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, the guy who's like, he's he's famously haunted. It was a documentary on him a long time ago, and I think it was like he'd moved because the house he was in was haunted, and then he built this new house on this land. Yeah, that was a separate one, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. We're, there were thousands of these swimming, it was video. Right. There were these swimming orbs and they mm-hmm. swim like this. It was in Colorado, I think he was in the mountains. Yeah, if we can find that, we'll put it in the show notes because yeah. that's fascinating. But the reason I brought that up is because when you watch YouTube videos and you see, you know, top five orb videos that show a face or whatever it is, or, or not that, but maybe a top five uh, scary TikTok videos or, oh, yeah. or whatever, you know, uh, caught on camera ghosts, like top five, whatever. This is the key and this is my advice. If you really want to be able to pull apart the ones that are are definitely not hoaxes, at least in my mind, they could be, but there's definitely something going on. When you see like the door moving in the background and it slams and everyone's freaking out or whatever, uh, if there at the same time are also orbs in the video that the people don't even notice don't even notice. Yeah. Because that's seems to be the case that when there is activity in a home or something and you have these orbs, which are not dust particles, like you can tell the difference between dust particles and these seemingly uh um Almost like consciously moving, swimming, right orb type lights that the people aren't aware of when they're there. You can almost never see them in person, but you see them back on footage. So it's interesting when you see the videos of a supposed haunting, something caught on tape, and then while they're while people are freaking out because of a door slamming, then there's also like you see evidence of these orbs flying orb through, swimming. Yeah. That they're not even aware of. That right. kind of gives some credibility to those kinds of videos. So watch out for that when you're looking at those videos, guys. Yeah, that's my tip. That's a good tip, Jeremy. Thanks. Because there are a lot of like just still photos, I think, where people do catch dust and like, look, it's an orb. Right, right. But times like this and, you know, her suggestion there about the faces in there, that I think really takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was actually a movie that premiered, I guess, in, in Nelson, British Columbia, where she is about orb photography. Oh, really? In 2011, which is kind of interesting. What's it called? Uh, Orbs, the Veil is Lifting. Oh, I'll I haven't seen out. it. But uh, yeah, from Hope and Rainy Mead. But anyways, same town. I thought that was kind of a coincidence. But there's been orb UFO sightings there. Um and it looks like a beautiful place, man. Nelson, British Columbia? British Columbia in general is pretty gorgeous. I what I hear. Look at this. just gorgeous. Yeah, man. It's like Norway almost. I want to go. Well, isn't British Columbia like the movie town or the movie province or whatever? Because it's like every small town, but like also beautiful.
0: British Columbia? I don't think it's
1: mm-hmm. Victoria or... It's, cana- it's a Canadian town where it's like the every town where people go to shoot. That's British Columbia.
0: British Columbia is a province, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's no, not it's Canada, Canada. part of Canada. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it is? It's a mm-hmm. province in Canada, I Whoops. believe. <laughs> Would you Sorry, think it was like Canada, another state or another country? I don't know. I thought
1: New England was a state for like 14 years, so it's not, by the way. It's a collection of states. Don't make my mistake. Alright, you ready for the next story? This one's great, and it's kind of an uplifting one. Spooky, but U- uplifting. Lifting. Exactly. Hey guys, I'm a mom and wife with three kids. I'm obsessed with your show. I listen while I'm doing daily chores. Oh. This comes from Brianna Mascaro and we titled this um, Candy Gramps. I wanna tell you what happened when I was five. I believe the innocence of children lets them see some things that adults can't or won't see. I had a great-grandfather who we called Candy Gramps. He always had a few shelves in his cupboard where he kept sweets for the grandkids and great-grandkids. He was an amazing man, raised two kids on his own when his wife decided that being a mom wasn't for her. He would take our pies made of mud from the backyard put them in the oven, and then an hour later, we had cold chocolate cream pie. We thought he was magic. He had a great temperament. It took a lot to get on his bad side. He was very forgiving and loved family above all. Out of three generations, I happened to be the only kid he gave a light spanking to. My granny says, I must have been over the top. I was a busy kid. When he turned 80, he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. There was no hope and it took him quickly but he was playing jokes on us even in the hospital. He decided he wanted to pass it home, so his two children decided to honor that. On his last night on Earth, my parents called our babysitter and asked her to stay the night with me and my sister so they could be with Grandpa. When I went to bed, my babysitter was there. I woke up around 2 or 3 a.m. and just laid there with my eyes open. had no need to move or talk, just kind of awake, but not. I was looking at my toy box, which was across the room from my bed. And I watched the lid slowly lift. And my great-grandfather was the reason it was lifting. He raised himself out of the toy box about halfway, his waist and legs still in the box. He waved to me and smiled, like you would when a car drives away. I knew in my five-year-old mind he was saying goodbye. I just stared, and then he went back down. Lowering the lid with him When the lid was closed, I felt like I needed to move so I rolled over and tried to go back to sleep After about 10 minutes or what felt like it. I decided I couldn't sleep So I started to yell for the babysitter. My dad came into the room. He put me back to sleep. I Found out the next day that my candy gramps had passed away. I Was sad but wasn't devastated because I knew he wasn't really gone. Just not here. I don't really know why he said bye to me and I've asked cousins and aunts and uncles and nothing happened to them. I will never forget that wave and I will appreciate it forever. Thanks for a great show, Bree. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it is kind of creepy. I was going to say, it's, <laughs> it's a sweet story, but yeah, yeah it's it yeah. just that you imagine, like, you could totally I mean, twist from it. from a wrong perspective, right. yeah. yeah, but <laughs> slowly lifting being in the five-year-old
1: mind, you're not really scared of, you Yeah, know, and I think in those situations, there there is an energy there that you feel is positive sure, or negative, sure, and that's sure, yeah. definitely a positive Yeah, that reassuring energy that this is someone that you know and
0: love, and they love you, and yeah, it's Obviously, was, it, the intention from her grandfather was of love.
1: Right. Or if you take it out of context, and you're in yeah, someone else's house, and someone's
0: coming out of a toy box and waving at you...
1: Yeah. that kind of wave goodbye, you know? Yeah. yeah. If it was a wave hello and you didn't know the person, that'd be creepier. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, I'm like, here. Hello. So
0: awesome story though. Yeah. Definitely like helps with the pain, I'm sure. It's a loved one. Yeah. Passes.
1: And that's, I think, a question a lot of people have when they have this kind of experience or someone else in their family has it, but they don't. Well, like, well, why didn't I see, they, yeah. you know, whoever? Why, didn't, why did I and not my whoever? Like that it's happens. A mi-
0: it's a mystery. It is a mystery. Yeah.
1: But Candy Gramps, yeah, super sweet story. Thank
0: you so much for that. Yeah, mixed in with a, a little a lighter lot of, side. All we had a bunch of other creepy ones. Yeah, and that one definitely was a little bit uh, uplifting.
1: All right, so we'll we'll wrap it up here with uh, this comes from Cynthia Lapham. Right, and she kind of has like a smattering of different experiences, right? Yeah. So what's cool about her story is like uh, it's not a long story with a kind of a major through line, but it's a lot of interesting kind of anecdotal stories it seems like her fa- one of these situations where the family has all kind of had experiences yeah, generationally seem very unique experiences yeah. pretty vivid right so let's get into it i uh we'll call this one uh, red eyes and mexican magic I
0: like it one of my experiences that solidified that there is more than what we can see happened when i was 17 about a decade or so ago i was sleeping on my stomach and something pushed my back down so i woke up i turned and saw my bookshelf and in the dark, I saw huge glowing red eyes. It's not good. Freaked me out so much, I ran screaming to my parents, but when my dad went to investigate, there was nothing there. Typical. In that same house as the red eyes incident, my mom would wake up in the middle of the night because she felt something was watching her in a dark shadow. My mom felt it was a female entity, would be standing over my mom looking down at her sleeping And when my mom awoke, the figure would stand up and walk out of the room. My mom would follow, but wouldn't see anything. At around three in the morning, the living room would start to sound like a party was going on. This happened about twice a month. My mom is from Mexico, and she says that America has less magic than Mexico because we don't believe. I would agree with you. Yeah. She told me two stories about her father, uncle, and grandfather when they lived in Mexico in the 1920s and 1940s. My great-grandfather was a bounty hunter in the 1920s Crazy. and was used to hard work and dangerous entanglements. He was hunting down this man that he wound up killing but was arrested because the locals didn't know he was a bounty hunter. At night in the local jail, he felt a hand wrap around his neck and attempt to choke him. My great-grandfather said that it was the man he killed. Mexico in the 1940s was pretty rural and often they couldn't use cars and just relied on horses. My great uncle was stopping for the night and he came across an abandoned shack. He decided to rest. Right away, he felt little tugs on his blanket. Feeling a little unsafe, he went outside to sleep. When he awoke, his blanket and saddle were gone, but his horse was still tied down. My mother said that he had come across duendes which are elves. Oh yeah. Finally, my grandmother and great uncle were messing around with a magic book. The book said to draw a circle and chant some words. When they chanted the words, their light went out and they heard these deep demonic breaths on the outside of the window. In the morning they saw goat-like, bipedal footprints. They buried the book the next morning, then went to confession to ensure nothing else happened.
1: Yeah, it's a there's, whole there's some collection.
0: collection. There's <laughs> yeah. some magic down in Max. We've had a
1: few stories from down there. Yeah. We've had stories of of the little people too. The Duene are like the south of the border kind of uh, little people elf type situation. I love the stories down there because they do seem to be more varied and more like intense in the way that like the supernatural beings or entities seem to have more... Uh, I don't want to me power is the wrong word, but the, this world's more available to them. They seem to be more involved. Like, for it, example, like the ghost strangling right. her great-grandfather who mm-hmm. had killed him. Like, there's a lot there's of accounts of energy.
0: that. Culture older, too, down there, I feel like. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot more superstitious. Right. There's a lot more belief allowed to happen. And they do have right. a lot of open sort of, like, mixing of the dead festivals and people that right. they, they just tend to, Day like, of the think dead. of it as more of, like, an interchangeable...
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the dead are, are not that far removed, right? I wonder if it's because they're more connected to death and to the afterlife and to that sort of part of life. I wonder if that allows sort of more of these experiences to occur. Well, that supernatural beliefs that are more widely had in that uh, society, it creates almost this like a saturation of the ether with this belief that maybe entities can use to manifest. Yeah, that's that they cool can't idea. hear in uh, you know the stone material world of they also uh, the, the United world. States. Yeah, and they also have the most intense UFO experiences. I feel like there's for like sure a lot Everything's of violent, down there, man. Chupacabra,
2: you got everything. I'm sure, down there. there's
1: dogmen running around down there too. Oh yeah, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, thank you. Those were some pretty awesome anecdotal stories there. Generation of uh, stories. So thanks for that, Cynthia. Yeah, some great stories today, guys. Yeah, really definitely good stuff. Yeah, we hope you guys dug these stories. We got plenty of more to get to. Yeah, on another day. But keep sending them in, guys. We're starting an archive, so uh, we appreciate everyone who's who submitted and uh, and listened and enjoyed. And yeah, and when you send in a story, let us know if you're cool with us using uh, your your first and last name. If not, that's cool too. Also, let us know if you can where it happened and when, and because we'd like to start an archive on our website with uh, witness experiences. Yeah, more information the better. Kind of a database. Absolutely. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, uh, expansion level members uh, of Patreon, check check out the expansion episode
0: uh, coming up here. And uh, for the rest of you listeners, we're actually heading down to Texas for a little bit. So we'll be releasing this when we're actually down there. So yeah, cool. All right, guys, we'll have a good morning because that's, I'm sure, when most of you are listening.
1: What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Joking. Maybe 3 a.m. If you're a janitor in a dark hospital
1: cleaning toilets at 3 a.m., listen to our podcast. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, see you soon. Bye.